Hello 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 welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast this is Adit Kapadia coming to you on a oddly chilly saturday evening in Houston and with me uh, joining uh, joining me from Delhi on a, i suppose a very warm sunday morning or a nice sunday morning is uh, author columnist screenwriter advaita kala who has been a I, i call her a mind podcast alumni and one of one of the writers whose opinion i always look forward to because she is always something very interesting and new to offer so welcome to mind podcast advaita or welcome again to mind podcast Thank you, Mr. Kapadia. Only I'm in Pune right now, Achha, which is okay. which is balmy and warm and lovely because Delhi has seen some very cold showers and cold mm-hmm. weather. So I'm really pleased to be in Pune, Achha. Maharashtra. So I was only a thousand kilometers off. Chalo, good. <laughs> yeah. When measured from Houston, they might be the same anyway. Who knows? So <laughs> Houston calling. <laughs> Indeed. So thank you for joining. So I uh, now since you you've been on po- podcast and the video you get the uh, kitab of the alumni so now you are a mind podcaster or a mind sen- senior journalist we'll give you senior journalist Oh dear, not eminent. Not are you know <laughs> institutes of eminence and journalists of eminence. I stay away from all of that. So. I think senior is is sort of ageist. Eminent is is. is no, but my 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 senior is my senior is experience oriented, not age oriented. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, as we have set the tone of the podcast, you can understand how very very serious and very one tone monotonous this is going to be. So. be prepared I'm, i'm kidding of course so so i think we um, we just to give a brief overview to everyone um, um the news of the week were of course mrs priyanka vadra uh, getting in charge of eastern uttar pradesh in the congress uh, kamal nath's reign in madhya pradesh coming uh, 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 bringing to a situation where there is a shortage like in urea as Pramod was mentioning, and a lot, you're hearing a lot of reports of BJP and RSS workers getting killed. Uh, so, the, the little we'll be talking a little bit about that. We'll also be talking about. what has dominated the news this week the padma awards were announced the bharat ratna there were three bharat ratna recipients so we'll talk about that and you know the uh, before we get into a discussion i know this is a day after but a very happy republic day to all indians everywhere they are you know uh, take a moment and remember the struggles of the people of the freedom fighters of the people who wrote our constitution how much it took for us to get here savor it in and let's celebrate with uh, uh, you know and let's resolve to keep it going even stronger so without further ado advaita let's let's talk about uh, mrs vadra and her elevation how do you view this I view it as an inevitability. I think you know it was expected. It was just a matter of when, not mm. if. And the when has happened. It's mm. upon us. Yeah. And uh, I think the the Congress being a family firm, mm. uh, that uh, that is complete now. You know, for the first time in the history of the Congress, you have three members of the dynasty in active politics and in def- different roles in the Congress. Mm. And it's completely controlled by the family now. So I think this is a good time to start referring it to a uh, referring. to the congress as indira gandhi's congress because that's what it is no absolutely this is the indira gandhi congress because i um 
I mean, you know, when they call it the party of the freedom struggle and stuff like that. I mean, clearly when Indira was there, the Congress had split and this became the Congress I. And then since then it merged again. And But, you know, it's lost the the character it had earlier. I mean, what, the Congress president election after Sonia Gandhi, Rahul Gandhi's election had barely, I mean, there was no nominee or something challenging. There was no contender, yes. Ah, so, I mean, it's a sham. It's a joke. Uh, the only thing is... I, for, I mean, Shwetang Bhushan on Mindmakers, we, we, we just published that piece a few um, hours ago, has completely taken her to clean her, saying, what are her achievements? And, I mean, that's okay if you talk about her and, you know, okay, this, uh, this is Congress's way of announcing a game changer. But when you had a section of the media completely fawning over her, there are no achievements of Mrs. Vadra. Uh, Mrs. Vadra's actually a foray into public life has been very limited. You know, mm-hmm. she has uh, campaigned for her brother and her mother, mm-hmm. and uh, there always there's always this talk in Delhi that she kind of you know is involved in very high level decisions like chief ministers and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. That the family kind of gets together and takes those decisions, <laughs> and she definitely has a voice in that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think she has been operating, or at least as rumor has it, mm-hmm. she has been operating in the back uh, in terms of the actual decision making and things like that but but if you look at a wider public outreach mm. uh, if you look at even just you know an NGO or charity mm. or anything that engaged with the public directly mm. over the course of you know so many years she's 47 now mm. uh, there isn't anything to show for that uh, there is uh, nothing that has come to light that you know she's been involved in any anything at all be it uh, girl education education of polio mm. or the the sundry and the, and the multiple causes really someone with her profile contacts access mm. could have worked on through the decades but uh, she's not really done that she's only ever come out for you know this sort of campaign management for her brother and mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. and uh, that's been her choice and she's of course entitled to it mm. but when it comes to viewing her as a serious politician mm-hmm. uh, it becomes very difficult to do that no, so I exactly, exactly, and I find it fascinating. I think what you said is very true because the one thing is, one characteristic about the Gandhi family or the main criticism is that they want power without responsibility, right? And uh-huh. Priyanka, it seems like it's a classic case of that where there is ostensibly power given to her and not political, not government power or something, but political power. Okay, that you are in charge in this. And uh, here too, I think Jyotir Aditya Sindhya has been roped in to share the responsibility. So, uh, you know, you know, but you know, uh, Aditya is really the way we are looking at it hmm. because uh, quite clearly she's always been in the mix. Right. You know, it's just been formalized or announced to the world. You know, but like I was saying, you know, the rumor mills hmm. or the people in the know. You know, in Delhi, you have khabris and hmm. people who know more than anyone else. I mean, that's what happens in capital. No, but in Delhi, there are also uh, people who claim to know more than anyone else, and they actually don't know anything. True, true, <laughs> true. So they've always said that you know she's been very involved, huh. and uh, certainly you know has been a decision maker. Huh. So this is really just formalizing it, and hmm. and I think the response response to the Congress is very indicative of that because mm. uh, they've, they've sort of, you know, um, accepted it as the way it is mm. and mm. Uh, and that's the way it's going to be for them. Absolutely. You know, there is no, um, you know, a merit in terms of, uh, you know, a contest even, like you very rightly pointed out, you know, Rahul Gandhi's uh, anointment as 
Congress president. Mm. There was no contest at all. And and if you recall, the original Congress uh, was one where there were fiercely contested battles for president. Mm. And uh, there was like ideological diversity, political mm. diversity. It was a first among equals. Mm. This was a party that had a Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose, Sadar Patel, Nehru, <coughs> uh, you know, they had these uh, remarkable characters mm. who were uh, patriotic, who were people in their own right, had their own mass following, and were really contesting as equals. That is, is completely gone from the Congress now. So, you know, that is, it's about the family. The family comes first. Mm. And uh, it is the family who will make all the decisions. And the Congress today is is a family firm. Sadly so, really, for for democ for democracy, I, I mean, I, I completely, I completely um, uh, agree. And you know, so one thing um, I want to before we wrap up this topic about Priyanka, one thing that absolutely bothers me is when there are these bizarre posts by Congress leaders saying Priyanka is just like um, Indira Gandhi. Okay, so. I mean, unbelievable. And somebody, somebody said that if uh, some somebody was saying that, is that a qualification? I mean, you know, just because she looks like Indira Gandhi, does that mean she can govern like Indira Gandhi or something? And God, I hope she doesn't govern like Indira Gandhi if a record of emergency and anything is to speak of. Well, you know, I mean, but what else do they say about her? Yeah. Let's be objective here. You know, what else will, can they say about her? They, no, but I'll tell limited, you this. Right? We just had that discussion. You know, there isn't really anything that she's done. No, but, so apart no. from like facial resemblance, <laughs> uh, there isn't much more that they can say. No, what I found really funny about this was I, I completely uh, agree. People like Rajiv Shukla and stuff will only say things like this about her. When I see alleged journalists like MK Venu and stuff talking like this, that, oh, the Brahmin voters in UP will vote because she resembles like Indira Gandhi. I'm like, what are you smoking, guys? It's been 35 years since Mrs. Gandhi passed away. Exactly. And you know, the, there's been an entire demographic change. Yeah. Uh, you have a youth component which which doesn't know Indira Gandhi, you know, yeah. and doesn't recognize her. I mean, we were children ourselves. No, you, mean, know, when she, when, you know, when she was assassinated. Yeah. And uh, so we also don't have much of a recollection of her in actual, uh, you know, as a prime minister, yes, as a figure, yes, but mm -hmm. not as a prime minister. So when we we now in our thirties, forties don't have any recollection of her, mm -hmm. how do you expect the nineteen, eighteen, twenty year old who's going to be voting for the first time make any connection? So Absolutely. I think I think that's just something that they have to say because, like I said, you know, there mm -hmm. isn't much else. But but you know, on the positive side and. Um, this is important because we have seen the Congress come, you know, be uh, have these sexual harassment cases come up, mm -hmm. you know, with the with the social media team, and then there was this NSUI leader of theirs who was also involved, and yeah. there was no action taken. There was inaction. There was uh, there was absolutely nothing done about it, and uh, people like you and others had to bring it up and make some noise before some action was taken. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the good thing about Priyanka coming into you know, um, this Congress fold formally is really, you know, taking on this toxic max masculinity which seems to exist in the party mm. and uh, sorting that out because just by virtue of being a woman, at least that is my hope. That's the silver lining mm. that I see that, you know, she kind of cleans up this uh, mm. sort of toxic ma masculinity in the party and, and makes it a more open place for more women because I think, you know, more women need to be in politics in India. Well, I... Her mother was leading the party and she couldn't do it. 
Well, exactly. I mean, the women's reservation bill. We all know about that. So, yeah, so but mean, you know, one can hope. You know, I, I always. Look <laughs> I know. I know. Lining, so I'm, yeah, I, 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 I mean, for, I hate to be the party pooper here, but and, I know. I know. But. So, I mean, this is a party led by because they're saying her grandmother and her mother, and nothing changed. So I, I, I don't know. But I mean, as you say, I mean, we we are all here to look at the glass half full. Someone can hope. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what what happens in the near future. But one thing, one very interesting thing that has happened is a lot of people are saying is even if Congress were to benefit, there is no evidence that it will. But even if they were, it almost might be at the cost of SP. BSP alliance. So this is very an interesting situation where the numbers might be. It might actually not uh, affect the election re-election of PM Narendra Modi. It might help it in a weird way. So it could, and you know, again, I go back to the Khabris in Delhi, <laughs> who see a conspiracy in everything, mm-hmm. and you know, some some of them even talk about camps. Uh, you know, the siblings in their camps who that. who don't really get along with each other, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there is a contest of sorts between those camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the siblings seem to have a good relationship. You know, mm-hmm. there's no indication to say that you know they don't, mm-hmm. but of course, they have their people. So there are her people, and there are his people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know there is uh, there is that element of contest, mm. and uh, you know some uh, and all kinds of conspiracy theories about you know the timing and you know whether she will be able to make a difference, mm. and uh, you know at this stage you know we are only about I don't know how many days off maybe two months off a little more than that yeah. from the general election. So is it enough time <coughs> for her to really make a difference? Mm. Uh, then of course we've always heard that she is the more charismatic sibling. She is the the more politically savvy. Sibling, and you know the, this talk. But again, always, that's that's you know, not saying much when the benchmark is Rahul Gandhi. Oh well, you know, I mean, but this has been the talk, yeah. and and so you know, they're they're like so. There's this whole intra-party thing that people talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, we and we'll see in time to come how that plays out and whether there's yeah. any you know water in those kind of uh, assumptions. Mm-hmm. And then of course is the is the hard numbers, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is you're absolutely right. You know there is a, they're hoping the Congress is hoping that you know they'll go for the upper caste vote by bringing her in. Mm-hmm. But that upper caste vote uh, with the Prime Minister's initiative of the ten. Percent quota hmm. has gone down really well with a forward cast, yes. so to speak, in in Uttar Pradesh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's been very um, sort of uh, you know solidified that to a certain extent. And then there's also you know they then they talk about the Muslim vote which will be drawn to her. Mm-hmm. Now you have to remember triple talaq. Uh, which uh, which was something that took place, you know, the ordinance mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that prior to the UP elections, really saw this swell of support among women, Muslim mm-hmm. women, poor Muslim women for the prime minister because it was really a release, you know, something that had taken 30 years after the reversal of the Supreme Court yes. order by Rajiv Gandhi. Mm-hmm. You know, they had been plunged back into this abyss <coughs> and uh, he really lifted them out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that vote really helped him during the UP elections, which was a sweep for the BJP. So I think to assume now that the Muslims will either go one way or the other is is uh, is really um, 
disingenuous and it's it's sort of negating the reality on the ground which is to say that there are muslims who vote for the bjp especially muslim women so you're going to have an interesting contest and one other thing other uh, than i have to say this as a woman i'm really happy because you have priyanka gandhi in the fray you have smriti irani hmm. who's done amazing work in amethi to the extent that you know i mean people are saying that she could win this time hmm. and of course there's mayavati quiet cipher like just celebrated her birthday <laughs> <laughs> you know so you have some three powerful women by birth by grit by experience who are in the fray in the largest uh, you know state in the country for general election 2019 mm-hmm. so that's amazing but but then again i i i i know i i know what you're saying you're mentioning them parallel but i i wouldn't compare them also and stuff because they've all been like smriti and mayavati of course are full time politicians have been there priyanka has been a quasi politician or My a part time yeah so but you you're right though amethi we could see a surprise uh, smriti rani is breathing down the neck of mr rahul gandhi so what happens and you know the amazing thing is that she has been going there every month literally yeah. mm. despite having lost the election so she is really committed to that constituency Absolutely. and uh, and one thing and one other thing you know that uh, people didn't pick up on the day that the priyanka gandhi announcement took place mm. uh, rahul gandhi was in amethi and uh, he gave a speech about how the prime minister wasn't doing enough about farmers mm. and about 10 minutes after that there was a farmer protest in his constituency against him Mm-hmm. and that kind of got you know a uh, submerged so mm-hmm. maybe you know your politics is politics you don't know maybe he was going back to his constituency after a very long time yeah. and this and they knew about this protest mm-hmm. and hence this uh, announcement was made and yeah. that kind of overwhelmed the protest in his constituency against him and the thing is that uh, you know you can't have that kind of protest so close to the general election mm-hmm. in your home constituency in your bastion so you know some people were commenting on the way the announcement was made it was very low key it was kind of you know she's not even in the country mm. so you never know you know whether it was done to counter this farmers protest in his own constituency indeed indeed so i mean you know what happens is i mean you know it's going to be interesting and um, we live in fascinating times for political junkies like you and i this is this is a this is a dhamaka time <laughs> so um absolutely mo- moving on um uh, since we celebrated the republic day there was uh, of course the um padma awards they were declared and some very interesting uh, uh names i mean um you had some unsung heroes which has been and i'm th- i have to be thankful for the government like a lot of people who've done some great work their work has gone unnoticed so far or i mean it has been noticed but they were not awarded so i'm glad that they were awarded of course the news the major news that made were the three bharat ratnas one given like uh-huh. one given to uh, former president pradam mukherjee the other given to uh, uh, the deceased singer uh, bhupen dr bhupen azarika and the third one given to nanaji deshmukh which i was very mm. pleased by nanaji deshmukh thoroughly deserves it he's done some stellar work and mm-hmm. uh, i mean he deserved to be recognized and stuff of course pranab das tenure as the finance minister and before i mean there was a time when his political tenure 
you know there has been much debate about that and stuff so i the government in its wisdom chose it and dr bhupen azarika i uh, was really happy to see a, a folk singer from assam i know i mean he's done a lot of works in hindi films and stuff as well so it was very interesting uh-huh. but what do you make of the things and i'm going to talk about the other things in a bit but just your initial thoughts about the awards you know i think uh, you know first with dr pranab mukherjee you know i think that was very important because for so long these awards have been viewed as a partisan fair mm-hmm. affair you know that where you give your own people awards and acknowledge your own people i think the prime minister has again broken the mold on that one you know where he's gone out and acknowledged a great statesman now any time you give a politician you know politicians are contentious figures they're mm-hmm. going to be pros they're going to be cons but what cannot be denied is that he has been president of the country he's held a very important portfolios he's had a long long career in politics he's uh, he's always been statesman like in his behavior and his utterances mm-hmm. and you know i think these are the kind of qualities of course from his contribution to you know the liberalization process and all of that mm-hmm. and also the prime minister had a very uh, wonderful working relationship with him remember for about 3 years of this uh, term mm. uh, pranab mukherjee was the president and they had to interact with each other regularly mm. and i remember when he demitted office uh, the prime minister wrote a very moving letter to him mm. uh, so there was a, there was definitely you know this uh, connection between the two which mm. was uh, which was almost like an elder and a and a, and a son yeah. sort of you know uh, it had that uh, connotation to it mm-hmm. and uh, and credit to pranab mukherjee as well because the election of 2014 was a very bitter election in which his party lost mm. and uh, you know despite that you know he was very gracious and uh, you know the kind of uh, attitude that the congress has had in the last mm. 5 years is not something that he displayed you know yeah. so i i think that fair. that yeah. more than the past i think that dynamic of 3 years is probably what Probably, the yeah, and he wasn't partisan. You know, his his office is not a partisan office, right. and and he was true to his office. And I think a great credit to him. Of course, he was also chief guest at the recent uh, Vijay Dashmi celebration of the RSS, mm-hmm. and so it was very clear that you know this was somebody who was uh, really beyond the politics of the day, absolutely, and uh, was responding as a scholar, as an intellectual, as as a man of words, and also you know a statesman. Absolutely. So I think I think it was something that was well deserved. and like you mentioned i mean nanaji deshmukh of course you know in 1934 is when he joined the rss and 1940 is when he became a pracharak and uh, really came into the rss at the time of the founder which was dr hedgebar mm. so has had a had a long long association with the organization of course had opportunity was was politically active during the jansang period mm. uh, was loaned out to the jansang in that sense and had the opportunity to become a minister and do all of those things but decided that you know if you are over 60 then you should be in social service and not necessarily in political Incredible. life and 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 you know contribute through social service so here's somebody who gave up you know the lalbatti gadi and the fancy uh, you know uh, delhi political circle despite mm. having built the jansang brick by brick mm. and moved to a small village and and started doing his work in the villages yeah. so just an incredible journey again you know established the dindayal research institute i've actually been to the place where he lived and it's so spartan and so simple it, it uh, is of course uh, truly j- j- hold on that thought for did. a second hold on that thought for a second sure. in part 2 i wanted us to discuss about this So yeah, uh, just to complete your thought, Advaita, you were talking about Nanaji Deshmukh's very humble uh, pl- uh, place that you went to. 
Yes, you know, in uh, where he lived or spent the last few years of his life, and it was very Spartan, very simple. Uh, you know, the austerity that you associate with Pracharaks, mm. who have dedicated their life to social service and really not cared too much about their own personal comforts. Mm-hmm. And it was very reflective of that. And then when you read a little about him and you see the kind of you know career, so to speak, he had, and the opportunities that uh, would have made you know the ordinary person really spin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to have withdrawn from all of that and stayed committed to a certain path mm. is indeed exemplary. And I think it's a great honor to recognize a life like that, which has been one of service, which has been one of sacrifice. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, hopefully it inspires other people. <clears throat> yeah. And I know it does, but, you know, this way it will get wider coverage and more people will know about uh, these yeah, great more, more people more youngsters will know about him you know will read about him and stuff and but but to quickly wrap up this discussion on the another name that i was absolutely you know loved that he got was the scientist s nambi narayan and he was uh-huh. india had wronged him in 1990s um, he was falsely um, accused right. in a case where he was um, accused of you know being a spy for another country and it was a terrible and we have a whole piece on that by somebody who's very close to you know his father was very close to nambi narayan and, and i mean uh-huh. you know he fought his case for more than 20 years there were political angles there were uh, other countries who didn't want and India's GSLV technology the cryogenic fuels technology suffered you know because he was you know uh, forced to leave ISRO but you know this is just one of the award for a person that has literally given his life for his country and for to make sure that India has its scientific achievements I mean in the end he we, we all joked with like I mean we were all you know it was like almost dark humor that he he was only given 50 lakhs for the ordeal that he did but this honor is a least that the government could do for him Absolutely, and and but you know the thing is, it's such a tragic story on so many levels yes. that how do you give back to a you know a beautiful mind mm. which lost its most productive years of contributing to the country? Mm. You know mm. uh, the dishonor and all of that is of course there, but mm. you know also the fact that you know for an intellectual, for a mind that is so bright mm. and and genius level, the fact that he was denied to do what he could have possibly done at a time when his mind was the sharpest. So I think it's a great loss for the country. No, and it's irreplaceable. I mean, how can you replace the 20 years? I mean, you know, we can atone for something, but that is a loss that, you know, it's irreplaceable. It's a loss for the country, you know, that when you you treat a mind like that in this way, and because of politics and because of dirty, you know, uh, agendas, Mm -hmm. it's it's tragic, you know, it's really tragic. I think uh, no honor is great enough to compensate for that but I'm so glad that this government has been sensitive to his ordeal and really restored in whatever measure it can his dignity and honor yeah absolutely and before we wrap up the Padma award segment uh, you know a few names that I would mention there's a long list please go to the websites I mean there are many websites that have the full list um, you know uh, Smita and Ravindra Kohle who've done work with the Korku tribals uh, from Gujarat Vallabhai uh, Marwaniya who's been an organic farmer who's 96 and has been farming for 65 years who has done a Madhu and Gajar a thing about carrots I mean there is Kailash Madhibiya who's like uh, from in Bundeli Bhasha, his literature, then there is uh, Kamala, Puja, uh, Kamala Pujari, I mean the names are, I mean the stuff they've done and one of the most interesting thing was, uh, so, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounce her name, Salumarada Timaka, who has planted thousands of trees over 65 years, she's a 106 year old woman. Yeah, 
That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Even the near contractor, oh, the oh, theater artist. Yes, thank you. Course. You said it. I, I I tweeted his picture. I was like, many people don't know, but his contribution to Gujarati and Parsi theater has been humongous. Yeah, so it's been lovely, you know. It's been lovely that, yeah. and, and I found it very cute, you know. He, he sort of said that uh, I had no idea this was coming, <laughs> which is the best way, you know, because again I go back to Delhi, yeah. and you know there used to be this era when you would kind of knew who was getting a Padma Shri, you know, yeah, you yeah. knew who, were get, yeah. who was getting these awards. Yeah. And here you have this like aged elderly gentleman say, you know, in, in shock, you know, that photograph he. He looks shocked, <laughs> and it's delightful because uh, because you know it's such a it's such and an honor and and the fact that you know it can it can really you know brighten someone. No, that is like that, that is the nearby's best expression on stage, anyways. <laughs> when he's shocked okay. at, at a thing, like uh, because he was known for his comic timing, so absolutely. Oh, that's that's it. Okay. <laughs> so no, um, so to to wrap up this discussion, you know, we are nearing to the very end. So the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is, you know, after Kamal Nath took over the CM of Madhya Pradesh, you have had six instances of BJP and RSS workers being killed and f- five or I mean, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. And the reason I'm, you know, I'm asking this is Advaita carefully tracked what has happened in Kerala and it's been a bloodbath really in Kerala, how the RSS workers have been, you know, killed and what the families have had to go through and stuff. So how do you view this? This is, it's been just a month and this has happened. It's, it's very ominous. And as usual, you know, the mainstream media is letting us down because they are not highlighting this enough. Can you imagine a situation wherein a BJP government took over a state and uh, five Congress workers were killed? Hmm. You know, can you imagine the kind of noise it would elicit, the kind of uh, outrage hmm. and the intolerance and the fascist kind of conversation which would take place? Yes. And here you don't even have a whimper. You don't even have a discussion on why this trend where, you know, five people in a month have been killed at a, at a, yes. at a time when, you know, uh, the, the new government should really be focusing on their promises, yeah. you know, which they've made in their manifesto. Instead, people are getting killed and yet there is no response. And I want to say this, Adit, you mentioned Kerala, of course, that's well known now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but across the board, you know, from Punjab to West Bengal to Kerala to Madhya Pradesh now, since 2014, since Prime Minister Modi took office, there have been killings of BJP and RSS workers across the country. Mm-hmm. And these go into over three dozen, mm-hmm. you know, so wow. over 36 killings and nobody really talks about them nobody focuses on them nobody talks about why it's happening because on some level there is this narrative setting that has taken place that Mm. if you want to typify this government as fascist as so-called fascist Mm. then you can't really speak about the people getting killed who are associated with the ideology Mm. Mm. and that's just rank hypocrisy and cruelty because you know these are poor workers i mean in west bengal it's, it's you know, during the panchayat elections, you know, uh, there were those stories of, uh, you know, uh, within, I think, a span of four days, mm. you had two BJP workers hanging, mm. you know, in a classic lynching uh, sort of scenario, yeah. Yeah. left to hang dead. And, and just people just don't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a tragedy. I mean, I can only hope uh, and pray for the families of those uh, affected. I mean, it's troubling times and one hopes that you know more people talk about this and question Kamal Nath about this. Uh, 
uh, it's truly tragic. But before we end the podcast, I want to talk about um, a festival, uh, the Festival of Words, mm-hmm. which, uh, yes. I mean, people like us live for. Words Agatha. count. Words <laughs> count. No, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to, I'm, I'm building up. I'm building up for so this. No, you're today. building up. Okay, I thought you forgot what it's called. Words, words, words count 2019, which is um, uh, which is a festival of words, and it's curated by Advaita. It's you know, it's 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 a it's a festival uh, there to stir conversations, explore ideas, and you know, um, inspire a lot of people. Now, this line I did steal from your uh, description. I will give you that. But <laughs> what I'm really adding to is the the range of voices that Advaita is getting from the political spectrum, from the cultural, from the literary spectrum. And you know it's all spread out over a day in Pune, and I'm you know really looking forward to. I mean, unfortunately, I'm not going to be in Pune, but I'm really looking forward to you know listening to it and watching the videos. So, can you tell a little bit about this? Well, you know, uh, as you know, we have a lit fest in every city, pretty pretty much in huh. India now. And my whole uh, thought was that you know, not only writers, but everybody uses words. You and I use words. Mm. Uh, politicians, lawyers, uh, social media influencers, everybody uses words. Mm. So why not a festival which is truly inclusive of all kinds of voices and all yes. kinds of mediums? Mm-hmm. And the words count really came from that. And we did the first one in New Delhi, and now the second one is in Pune. Mm. And uh, the idea is to encourage sambad because the political discourse the public discourse in india has become very shrill mm. it's uh, uh, it's really fallen to a real low mm. and uh, the I, uh, that's not where our bharatiya tradition comes from you know yeah. we've had a great tradition of shastra <laughs> and sambad where you know, the idea was not to vanquish your opponent mm-hmm. but to really inform them and be informed in return mm. and uh, words count really tries to revive that culture mm. and uh, you know call people from different uh, ideologies different viewpoints so one very interesting session that we have is uh, Asaduddin Owesi uh, who is of course the leader of the AIM yes. uh, in conversation with Prafal Ketkar who is the editor of organizer wow. so you can't have uh, two people with more disparate uh, you know yeah. ideological viewpoints and, and you must add uh, with, with and, and, and with no Arnab Goswami moderating so you'll actually be able oh, to no, no, no. we're actually going to put them in conversation directly with each other Wow. and uh, you know you know and uh, praful is of course a journalist as well as senior journalist yes. and uh, the idea being that uh, you know to inquire into why people think the way they do why they say the things that they do mm. and uh, you know to understand it a little bit so the topic for them is um, you know secularism you know the future of secularism mm. and i think that's going to be really interesting then we have uh, firoz varun gandhi coming mm. who's written this marvelous book it's 800 pages it's a real tome it's been called a masterpiece mm. on um, you know on the rural, called the rural the manifesto, manifesto for rural india or something right yes, yes. And, and deeply researched mm. and uh, he's really going to be giving an optimistic speech wherein uh, you know the talk is about from uh, challenges to opportunities you know because mm. this doom and gloom kind of scenario that is always mm. drummed mm. up mm. you know uh, it'll be interesting to listen to him to provide factual solutions and mm. you know answers to these issues and uh, might i add i mean the actually the intellectual gandhi we're getting the intellectual gandhi matlab matlab ye you are going to get me into trouble that we started with priyanka and ended with varun so matlab family ki to baat karni padegi so i and i think no, actually he is he is somebody who is extremely bright no, and no, and you no, know is is a scholar 
so you know there's no harm with uh, you know i always say this it doesn't matter where you came from you know it's it's what you do yeah of course that's no, important i i was just you making know? i was just making a joke about it but no i mean it's it lo- sounds like a terrific festival advaita uh, wish you all Shruti the best shruti rani is going to be there yeah. shruti rani is going to be there let me i add and uh, we're really going to be talking about her journey yeah. scripting her story uh, wherein you know she's gone from star to star campaigner and mm. being a woman in politics and i think she's just absolutely uh, you know at the top of her game right now mm. you know she's she's a pan national female politician and she's built that brick by brick mm. and uh, it's going to be fascinating to hear about her journey because nobody has faced as much sexist abuse as she has absolutely it's it's just been pathetic it's been so pathetic so looks looks and jairam ramesh is coming as well wow from love. the congress yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be interesting. He's in conversation with Professor Madhav Nalapat, and they're going to be talking about the economy. So oh that's going to be fun. Yes. Uh, so, so Jairam so Ramesh. So Jairam Ramesh is going to say how he ruined it. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't know what he's going to say, but I don't think he's a fan of the economy right now. So, no question. I mean, one would one would argue when he was a minister, he was not a fan of the economy, anyways. And <laughs> so, uh, this is why I wish you were here, so you could. Uh, Ask these questions during the question <laughs> answer sessions. Maybe, maybe, maybe in some time. Maybe in some time. Maybe the next one. But I have, this one I can't make it. But yeah, next year for sure. Maybe we'll come to Houston. Who knows? <laughs> yes, indeed. There are many. You know, Houston's where the action is at, anyways. <laughs> so, so absolutely. Houston is calling. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. I love that line. <laughs> Houston is calling, indeed. So I mean, it sounds like a wonderful lineup, Advaita. and uh, before we let you go we always have to get one recommendation out of our guests so any recommendation you have for our people recommendation of what i mean could be a place you visited could be something you read could be a book could be a movie you watched uh, anything oh my god this has taken me off guard you know because i've been so immersed in words count hmm. my life has become unidimensional for the last few <laughs> weeks because i've just been focusing on this yeah. but i'm actually reading a book on women and power by mary beard mm-hmm. small little book and it's very interesting and it's about uh, women and the public voice of mm. women and uh, through you know through it takes you from uh, the iliad onwards hmm. about you know how women who have spoken out have hmm. been treated or schooled hmm. through hmm. history through antiquity really Absolutely. all the way to the present day so it's it's a very interesting little book but very very engrossing no i'm 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 glad i mean today we were talking about women in politics so i'm glad you gave this recommendation <laughs> great so my my recommendation is a, going to be a movie i haven't seen that movie but the reviews are pretty good it's called <laughs> The reason I'm saying it is because I think in India we don't make a lot of historical biopics like movies on mm-hmm. history and if, even if we do um, it's 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 been uh, it, you know it's 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 been on similar characters or something so there is a spate right. of uh, movie so I'm it's going to be Manikarnika Queen of Jhansi by um, with with stars Kangana Ranaut so reason I'm recommending is regardless of whether you agree disagree whatever with the movie just watch it I mean you know uh, it's an honest effort and then 
think how it says if you have a different take on it write to us right tell us what you did like or dislike i plan to watch it so i would highly recommend everyone to watch it and prasoon joshi has written for it oh, yes. and he's going to be at words count as well so. oh lovely i mean matlab <laughs> it all ties back yeah. right i mean he's it written a beautiful song for it the song bharat i absolutely yeah. love so so and he's going to be at words count so. so absolutely and do check out words count you know if you are in going to be in pune or make a chance to be in pune and it's very important please rsvp guys advaita and yeah. everybody has been telling about it so don't just show up rsvp it don't it only takes we have limited minutes. seats so yeah, yeah we're doing it at the jw marriott so yeah. and even if you might if you take my name and but go without an rsvp advaita won't let you in so please rsvp <laughs> <laughs> So thank you <laughs> absolutely so thank you so much for joining this was a fascinating discussion as always and uh, please um, and I look forward to doing these absolutely and for everyone please stay tuned we'll be back next week or middle of the week with more this is election season who knows when we have to do new podcast who knows what we might hear tomorrow so stay tuned and keep listening watching and writing and reading mind makers thank you guys <laughs>